Welcome to another episode of Keep It Sample. Today's journey is West Fought the Law and the West won. Uh, I'm here, of course, joined with my brother, Drew. Drew, say hello. Hello. Thank you, Drew, for saying hello. No problem. And um, we're, we're going to tell you a, a brief story about how Drew and I have been going through a few things recently and how everything culminated in me fighting the law. Uh, I, of course, am Wes. And so what happened recently is... Um, our grandmother was dying, and she'd been dying for a long time, uh, and she finally passed, and it was really our, our last grandparent to go, realistically speaking. Uh, but Drew and I um, took it uh, on the chin. We, we knew it was coming, and we went out to the local bar who, who knew us very well. Uh, they knew you very well, because Drew is Mr. Social, aren't you, Drew? Yeah, I mean, basically, they knew I was in town because we had a dying relative, so Wes wouldn't have necessarily shared that, but I no. I, I get to talk into the, the bartenders and exactly. the well, owners and the, uh, why you Mr. in from Columbus. Well, you know, I got a <laughs> relative, yeah. <laughs> so so Drew comes into town, and Drew makes these things known, and he, he, he meets people, and, I, you know, I don't do that, but they, they do what they do, and Drew and I are paired very well together that way. So... Uh, uh, Drew's made it very clear we're, we're going out uh, after our grandmother passed. Uh, she passed early in the uh, the night of November first, uh, so right after Halloween, and we decide we're going to go to the bar then. And when we go to the bar, it we make it very clear we're getting a good drunk on. Specifically, Drew makes it very clear we're getting a good drunk. Well, on. I said, hey guys, you know our grandmother just passed. We might be getting rowdy. We're going to be getting a good drunk on. You know, I just want to excuse anything in advance. Let us know if we get too out of hand. And Drew, Drew is uh, very perceptive and very, uh, uh, let's say, Prometheus-like to do this because Drew knows how the samples get. And when the samples start drinking, especially for a death, we go straight up Irish Catholic style where we celebrate somebody's life and we're going to drink ourselves silly. So we are there and um, very quickly, everyone in the bar knows we're there for our grandmother's death and we're celebrating her and everybody knows as well. Uh, do, do, did we go to the other bar prior? No. So what happened was is... Uh... The night before, or the night of her passing, I left, and when I got the call that she had passed, I was at the bar, and the right. bartenders found out, um, and I was like, oh, shit, guys, my grandma just died, and it was just me and two bartenders who were talking about pro wrestling right, and talking but, about a lot of shit. But 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 going back, though, we went originally to, she she had a spot. Oh, we went to another bar. Yeah, I forgot. That's what I'm saying. I was going to go see a movie. You were going to see a movie. I talked you out of it. And then I instead bet money, I bet $4 that potentially would have paid well, 40 like, on the Navy game. Well, no, it's more than 40 It was like 
like 75 yeah it was something i think it was stupid. like 80 or like yeah, 120 it was stupid regardless though um what had happened is uh drew was gonna go see a shitty movie i talked him out of it. i said drew let's go just go drink with me and drew's like no 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 then we we, we um we went to a bar which is it was a bar and pub which was where we used to go with fish and chips for him because our yeah. grandmother was english yeah. or british and um so fish and chips was essentially uh, because she didn't do spices. Tikka masala is the national dish now of England. However, fish and chips is is the best known. Yeah. So we we go there when we have our drinks and they're shitty there, and uh, it's right next to the movie theater. But after a couple of drinks, Drew's like, all right, Wes, I'm going to join you. You talked me into drinking because I just needed this. Well, I wanted to watch the game, and I was like, oh, I get, I'm get, i an A-list member. I get free movies back at home. Why do I waste money on a movie here? Right. So we go. Um, we head back home. We Uber there. Right. We make the, the correct yeah. decision because we, we, we know that we're going to get a good drunk on. And being responsible adults, we decide... Let's Uber there, and we'll Uber back, and we're going to have a good time. So we Uber out there, and we get there, and uh, we start drinking, and uh, the people there know what's what's going on because it's it's a fairly small community. And uh, next thing we know, we're chatting up the owner again and, and the other bartenders who knew why Drew was in town and what's and going some, on. There's some other patrons in a bar that I'd hung out with uh, like a previous Friday and this guy gave me a ride home and bought me rallies. So we were hanging out with him too, and we were we were hanging out with a bunch. I don't, of, I don't even remember that. Oh, we were, we were hanging <laughs> out with a bunch of. That's people where this and, is leading. We did a bunch of shots with people. Well, it eventually gets to the point where people are buying us shots. We don't even know who they are per se, and we we both soon go into the void. Yeah. Drew and I are both in Never Neverland. And um there's this big black space of what happened where people were buying us drinks and we were outside smoking weed with people and we are inside doing whatever and everything else and it all becomes a giant blur for both of us because so many people here were so considerate to get us that fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's kinda like being in Australia. Yeah. Oi, oi, oi. Uh, shout out to a movie called Wake and Fright. It's about the generosity of Australians. Now this guy gets stranded there and he's just constantly drunk because people just keep buying him drinks. And it's like this weird old school 70s psychic when movies were still good. How, when when did it come out? I think like 72. I got, I've got a, a, Draft House Films was like a indie thing and I bought it for like 10 bucks. And then it was on Netflix later. But it's a... It's a good movie, man. It, it actually shines some light. But so let's keep it on I, on subject. Well, uh, just to, to to comment on the same subject, they shot a I, bunch I, of kangaroos while fam- filming that movie. Well, that sounds great. Uh, I, uh, I I've got a friend. I've got several British friends actually, and one of which and several of which have recommended this movie uh, that they like to compare to uh, The Big Lebowski to an extent. Um, it's called With Nail and I. And it's a couple of uh, out-of-work actors set in the 70s and uh, their, their journey and, and uh, so on and so forth. But it's a big uh, cult, so to speak, film in uh, England. 
and uh, very, very popular with uh, alcohol, weed, and drugs, and other things. And it's uh, there's a drinking game associated with it. It's not quite as fun as the uh, Rod Allen drinking game for the Tigers. But, That's right. Uh, but it's it's still fun. Shout anyway. out to Rod Allen. Yeah, the big hoss. Uh, <laughs> Some <anyway>. ribeyes. <laughs> All right. Uh, but uh, so Drew and I are, are we quickly uh, become blackout drunk with everyone buying us drinks and being supportive and uh, just generally being friendly. So at some point in the night, um, Drew ends up passing out on the bar and they kick him out and Drew comes back in because he comes too. And it, Drew- well, so this is what happened. So I, I came to stand outside messing with Lyft. And then my phone well, died. Well, let me let me let me let me hop back though, okay. real fast. I'll just tie it because I what well, my my events happened prior. So a lot of this is put together after uh, Drew and I have talked, and we we try to put things together, and there's still a bunch of holes. So I end up speaking to a bartender, and the bartender says, "Oh, Wes, ah." Oh, when Drew was hitting up his lift and charging his phone, you had been gone for like an hour and a half. You decided that you were going to walk to Walmart for some reason. Walmart being further than my house was. Further than my house. For whatever reason, I decided I was going to walk there. But clearly, the turn in the story is, I didn't make there. So, Drew... Tell, tell, tell how you were, you were searching. Well, well, should, should I, well, I just remember. Okay. So I'm like, I had this annoyed feeling with you and I had no idea why I have no idea why. Either. Yeah. So like, <laughs> but I was, I was annoyed and then you kept calling. I think it was because I'm trying to get a lift and you keep calling. Well, me. at that point, well, then if you're going to say that, then I should probably tell why I was calling you. Yeah. So, so what had happened is. At some point, I well, well here's here, what let me happened. tell let me I, tell how I learned about it because well, it actually would segue into it. So no, no, no. Let me okay. let me tell mine first. Then this makes better sense and will make better sense as segues into yours. I last I remember, we had recorded some sort of Snapchat with uh, or or something similar. We with, sent some videos. Yeah, we sent some videos. Some videos yeah. Drew and I recorded some videos in the bar, and I was talking some shit and here and there, uh, just being silly. And then we went outside and we smoked some weed, and then that's the last thing I remember. When I come to, I'm walking somewhere, and I'm like, "Where the fuck am I?" But I'm I'm in mid walk as I'm walking. And there's some car pulling up to me, and I think, oh, shit, I hope this isn't a cop. And, of course, it's a cop. And this cop gets out of the car, and he's like, hey, hey, we had uh, some complaints about you. Some uh, You were being disorderly and, and creating a nuisance and you know, so on and so forth. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. I kept my hands up, and I was very polite, and I'm very thankful that I came to at this point, or else it could have been much worse. And this cop says, hey, you know, I'm going to frisk you real fast. Do you have any weapons? I said, no, sir, I have no weapons. He frisked me. And he finds my bowl, and uh, he finds uh, uh, a little uh, container of uh, some green material, 
in my pocket. And he takes it out and he, he says, okay, well, you know, here's what I'm going to do. He says, I, uh, I'm not going to cite you for disorderly conduct or anything else, uh, but I am going to give you a ticket for drug paraphernalia because you have a bowl and you have some marijuana on you. I said, okay, sir. He says, uh, were you were you drunk? Were you uh, coming over from Shakers? I said, uh, I'm not going to answer that, sir. <laughs> and uh, he uh, shout out to Shakers Bar and Grill, great place. If you're in Youngstown, Ohio, if you're ever in Youngstown, great barbecue, Ohio, great great people there, man. The, the food, the food and the service there is exceptional. It's it's truly one of the best places I've ever been in Ohio in terms of the service, and the food quality. I strongly recommend it. But uh, he's like, where are you coming from there? I'm like, I can't answer that question, sir. And he's like, uh, do you know where you are? I'm like, I can't answer that, sir. And uh, he then uh, proceeded. He didn't handcuff me or anything else. He says, well, uh, where are you going? You going home? I said, yes, sir. And he's like, well, what's your address? And I gave him my address. And he just put me in the back of his car, didn't handcuff me or anything, took me home, dropped me off. And uh, he just gave me my ticket. And he was a very polite, very kind, very considerate cop. I then get home. And as I go inside, I start texting Drew. I'm like, Drew, where the fuck are you? What the fuck's going on? And this is where Drew. Well, I kept getting phone calls. And I'm trying to lift home. I'm like, my phone's almost dead. I'm like, well, this motherfucker quit calling me. And it was like nonstop phone <laughs> so, calls. And I'm like, yes, cancel. Send him straight to voicemail. And then my phone dies. And then the bar phone rings. I did not call the bar. You did, because I hear Haas say, oh, hey, oh, what's up, Wes? Yeah, your brother's here. Uh, Oh, no way, man, that sucks. No, he's here. Yeah, he's he's charging his phone that he's going to lift home. All right, cool, man. All right, bye. Hey, Drew, your brother uh, got a ticket. Sound like a pretty expensive one, too. He was walking home. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no way. He's like, yeah, weird. He's wearing those stupid sandals, too. Well, <laughs> it's so funny that he'd say that because I, I certainly was wearing my sandals. Um, he didn't and say stupid. He said he was wearing sandals, too. I, uh, the funny thing is I, um, I've broken my toes several times in my life. Everyone wakes up at some point and stumbles around or fucks around and they kick a fucking table leg or something along those lines and they break a toe. The next day, my toe was more black and blue than I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, the entire thing was entirely, like, it looked gangrenously black. Like, it was bad. And I I had no recollection of what I did. So I assume, in my blackout state, I was kicking some shit, causing a nuisance. I don't know if that's true. I, I'm not admitting that. It could have happened. It you could, could have not just have happened. Too. I, I mean, could have very easily tripped. You could have yes, because when you're in sandals and you're walking on, you could easily stumble on a road and break your toe very easily. I've done that as well. Uh, but that being said, I uh, my 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 toes were so fucked up so badly uh, the next day, and I I had no recollection of it. But I was trying to get a hold of Drew because I was like, where the fuck is Drew? How is he not with me? Is he okay? Is what I kept thinking. Because I'm like, how the fuck am I here? And where the fuck is he? And what the fuck happened? 
because I'm like, man, here I am getting busted. I hope he's okay. So I kept hitting you up, trying to make sure wherever the fuck you were, trying to figure out if you were alive or if you were dead or if you were home and what the fuck happened <laughs> to figure things out. We, we figured out, of course, later talking to Haas. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, you left like an hour and a half ago. So in an hour and a half, I went maybe a quarter of a mile. <laughs> a quarter of a mile, and I created a nuisance, apparently, uh, judging from the calls. So going back to the story. So I have previously, I have recently went, I got uh, in February, I had the same motorcycle cop in Columbus get me in two different parts of the city. I hadn't had tickets in years. And he had pulled me over and I was like, man, fuck this. Um, I can't, uh, I, I don't want to like pay this. This is a bullshit cost. It was it was bullshit. One was I, I turned right down the street when during the wrong hours, which is always a bullshit thing. And then the other one was speeding in a school zone. And I was like, there's no way I was speeding. There was cars going faster. I was two lanes over from where the cop pulled me over. There was trucks in the way. He just singled me out and said, do this. So I'm like, I'm going to fight this stuff. So I go to my I go to actually both arraignments. I plead not guilty both times. I'm going to the trial in Columbus and, uh, you know, I'm wearing street clothes. You know, I'm not, I'm not one that's going to dress up, uh, shout out to Nathan Frazier. Um, and also rich Fratzel. So my, my farm manager, he's, he's beat 27 tickets just typically cause the cop doesn't show up. So I'm like, you know, I don't think this cop's going to show up. I I'm talking to the prosecutor he said, oh, no, this this cop will show up. He uh, He's responsible for 10% of traffic citations in the city of Columbus, which that's a ton because about 2 million people go through the city of Columbus on a daily basis. So, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a ton of tickets. So him and I are talking, and I'm, I'm, I'm arguing my case. He said, oh, man, there's plenty of signs there. And I said, well, look, man, they're not really visible. I, I couldn't see him there. You know, I, you know, I'm ready to have a trial. He said, look, this cop's going to show up. How about this? Uh, you got another ticket too? I said, yeah, man, the same cop. He goes, okay, man, how about we waive, right, we'll dismiss your case in the, the speeding in a school zone. You have zero points on your record, plead guilty to the wrongful turn. And, uh, you know, and you just pay the fine, the one fine, and it's fine. Now, each fine was about 250 bucks. He was going to reduce it down to 150 and just pay court costs. Wow, that's still pricey. Yeah, and I was like, okay, deal. And then, uh, but it was better than like 500 bucks. Sure, sure. You know, I wasn't going to get speeding in a school zone. Sometimes you just have to take it on the it, chin and, and I was go. hungover, and I was not trying to, I was not trying to cross-examine a cop. I had no wanting to, and I just was like, okay. And then um, the judge hears me. He's like, what do you do for a living? And that's what, that was his thing. And I said, oh, I'm an urban farmer in North Linden. He goes, oh, no way. And he's all about it. He said, if you can pay $92 today, um, that's it. And I was like, deal. That's a huge win. Yeah, so it was 592 I got I got one ticket instead of two. So I'm like, Wes, you should fight this. The law has just changed. Well, so what I had known is prior to then is I didn't know. And we had discussed this in advance prior to then even. 
So uh, State Senate Bill 57 in Ohio was passed, and uh, State Senate Bill uh, 57 is what legalized the cultivation and possession of hemp. Hemp, it also clarified, was essentially marijuana, except marijuana, the difference is, is it had 0.3% weight or less of THC. Or, well, that's what hemp was. So, uh, we had known about that in advance, and we had talked about it very exclusively, Drew and I had, uh, very intensively as well, uh, instead of exclusively. Uh, so, I, uh, I I decide, well, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of contesting it, and Drew, Drew says, nah, dude, go ahead and contest it. And I say, you know what? Fuck yeah, I'm going to go ahead and contest it. I was kind of leaning that way, and uh, Drew kind of pushed me that way, so I said, all right, so I, I do it. So I, I go into court, and I, I uh, originally go there for the preliminary hearing, and I I make sure, though, as well, because I researched it. And when I did it, I, I, I uh, learned when I was doing it that the state of Ohio uh, did not have a means of measuring the amount of THC. They could test whether or not there was THC, but not the amount. And dogs could do the same thing, so it made it equally as worthless. So uh, the Ohio uh, Attorney General said, no, 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 don't do it. And Columbus dismissed all of their charges currently at the time because it was a big well-to-do. They also had, like, if you had a crazy amount, um, well, it, was a light, it was a light fine. Well, in, in, Ohio, in Columbus, at least, Columbus yeah. had, if you have 100 grams or less, 100 grams or less. So keep in mind, 3.5 essentially is an eighth. 100 grams. It's a lot. That's so, a lot. That's quite a lot. So if you have that or less, it's a $10 fine. A $10 fine. And if you have a piece with you, that's a $10 fine as well, in addition to court costs. But Columbus just dismissed all pending cases, and they decide not to process anything. However, that was not the case here in Youngstown. Here in Youngstown, they were pressing it. So uh, I was told then that I would— Columbus has money. Youngstown's broke. Exactly. And as as most things go, uh, most fines are taxes on people who are doing something that they don't like. It's just an extra tax if you're caught. That's the whole fine. Speeding, everybody speeds, but it's tax on those who are caught. So here I am. And uh, I'm told that the prosecutor will contact me and we'll have a meeting prior to our thing. Uh, they asked me if I, uh, the, the judge recommends everyone to waive their right to a speedy trial prior. I, I declined that. I say, no, 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 I want a speedy trial. And they tried to figure out, well, well, you know, it's closed now for Thanksgiving, and then we have this, and then we have Christmas, and so on and so forth. So it's going to be in like two weeks. I think fucking A, perfect. So I then come into court. The prosecutor never contacted me prior. Never once reached out to me. Didn't return when I had reached out to him. He finally calls my name. I say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's me, sir. Yes, sir. And he treats me like shit. He's disrespectful. uh, Does not give me any 
respect whatsoever. He, he barely looks me in the eye and he disregards everything I say. Um, despite the fact that I'm being very polite, I'm the only person in the entire courtroom who's also wearing a suit other than him and the other attorneys. And uh, he's, he's just rude in general. And uh, we go outside. And uh, outside, he says, so uh, let's go things over then. Uh, let's see. Uh, you got marijuana on you. I said, no, sir, I had hemp. He looks at me like I'm an idiot. I'm like, come on, man, fuck you. I said, I had hemp. Well, you had a glass pipe with you. I said, yeah, to smoke my hemp. And he looks at me again like I'm an idiot. He's like, well, it says here you didn't even know where the fuck, or he says, he's, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm characterizing. He says, well, it says here you didn't even know where you were even. I said, no, I was outside a hotel. Because I knew that because when I came to, I knew where I was because the cop picked me up outside the hotel. Shout out to Motel 6. <laughs> I don't, was it Motel 6? Yeah. I knew where I was. No, yeah. I totally knew where I was. Uh, and he just looks at me and he stares at me and he scoffs at me twice. Like, pff, pff, like he's that Bassmaster. And uh, he's like, so you don't want to pay $150 then? I said, no, I'm not going to pay $150 for having hemp. I said, it's legalized. He says, okay, then we're going to court then. Come on, let's go in. I'm like, all right, then shit's hitting the fan. So we go inside. I wait, and eventually my trial comes up. Uh, prior to then, though, my cop comes in. My cop, who was super nice to me, had no problems with and I And I had said, I don't think he's going to show up because he was so nice. That's right. Drew Drew insisted on it. And Drew, uh, based on your experience with similar situations with other people, the cop typically hasn't shown up. Especially if they're nice and you're nice. Right. So my cop shows up. And I, I don't have a problem with that because I still feel that this my- This motherfucker came prepared. I came prepared. That's right. So I'm I'm okay with the cops showing up. I have no problems. I hope he gets his overtime. Yeah. Because I have no problems with him. I hope he gets paid well. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he was a nice guy. So we go in, and uh, my trial starts then. And my prosecutor starts talking to the cop, talking about what, what I was doing and so on and so forth, about what he found. I then speak to my uh, cop. And I say, sir. Have you experienced any training whatsoever by your precinct and your profession in being able to determine the difference between hemp and marijuana? And he said, no. I said, well, I understand that. I said, frankly, I thought you were an honor to your, your job and to the force, and everything that you did shows that you have integrity, and it's not your fault that your job is not providing you with the correct training that you need to do your job as efficiently as you need. I said, I think you are doing everything incredible, and I have a great deal of respect for you. However, it's not your fault. You are not adequately prepared to handle this. And didn't you print out both the law so and what the I, memo from well, Dave Yost? Well, what I had done prior is I had printed out uh, State Senate Bill 57, and its entire... I think it's 32 pages. And I handed that to the judge first. 
I said, this is Senate Bill 57 that shows that uh, hemp is legalized in the state of Ohio. In between pages 10 and 11, you'll see the definition of hemp and marijuana and the definition that marijuana is 0.3% weight of THC. And it's, it's virtually impossible to determine it by the eye what the difference is, which is why the Attorney General of the state of Ohio said, do not prosecute this. Anyone who has a felony charge, which is over the 100 grams, anyone who has that, uh, we will pay to send it out of state to test because the state of Ohio can only test if it has THC, not the amount that it has, but just if it has it. So it's not worth testing it because they're not going to pay for it. Now, that doesn't mean that cities and individual counties can't pay for it themselves, which is why I did not waive my right to a quick trial. I did not want him to have the option to postpone so that he could send it out later because he didn't like me because I was going to show him up. Important fact, people, don't waive your right to a speedy trial. It's very important. It's constitutionally guaranteed, and there's nothing they can do. I think it's 27 days, if I recall. Anyway, uh, so I, I said, you know, I, I appreciate the cop, and that was it for the cop. Um, the attorney then tried to focus on me not knowing where I was and with my glass bowl, like I was doing hardcore drugs or something like that. Or like if you smoke marijuana instead of hemp, you don't know where you are and what you're doing or anything because he's an old man who's stupid as fuck. And I said, uh, in all honesty, Your Honor, I said to the judge. At this uh, point, you're kind of just uh, pushing for dismissal. Like, didn't you say? Yes. Like- well, I'm, I'm trying to push for dismissal. Everything I do... And it's important if you're ever in this situation. After every point you do, well, first of all, go in and say, look, I I thank you, Your Honor, for hearing me. I am a layman, and I am not an attorney. So if I offend the court in any manner, it's not my effort. I I have the utmost respect for the court. And if you're in a suit and everything, it will show, especially if you're clean-shaven and you look good and everything else. It shows that you have the respect, and if you speak this way, it will mean it. You say, um, I'm a layman, and I'm going to do my best, but please have patience with me because this is not my job, and I'm not trained in this. So if I offend the court in any manner, it is not my effort. You say something similar to that early on, and then the judge is going to have a lot more sort of leniency with you because you're saying, look, I'm sorry if I'm a jerk or if I'm out of line. It's not my intention. So you do that first. But after every point you make, ask for dismissal. Ask for dismissal. I'm going to ask for dismissal. I'm going to ask for dismissal. And he won't necessarily hear it at first, but when you make more and more points, eventually it's going to get dismissed. So I then, uh, so he then, uh, the prosecutor then says, well, you know, you didn't even know where you were, and you were all blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, uh, I said, in fairness, Your Honor, whether or not I was inebriated or how inebriated I was is not on trial. What's on trial is whether or not I had possession of drug paraphernalia, which is what the ticket states. Uh, and I said, uh, that's neither here nor there. And I think, frankly, it's... it's uh, it's inconsequential and the judge agreed and at which point well at which point the judge dismissed the case no well 
No. Uh, at which point the uh, prosecutor then uh, wanted to continue onwards. And I then said, well, let me ask you this. I said, well, I didn't say it like that, but I said, uh, based on what I, I submitted to the judge, uh, State Senate Bill 57 states that needs to be point three. I said, did you test it? And he said, no, I did not test it. He, he tried to talk around it, but I continued on. I said, did you test it? Did you test it? And when he eventually answered my yes or no question, the answer was no. No, I did not. I said, I'm going to ask for this to be dismissed. Again, I'm going to ask for this to be dismissed. And he then tried to say, well, I'm going to ask for this to be uh, recategorized as a disorderly conduct. And I said, Your Honor, with all due respect, I did not waive my right for a speedy trial. I said, so that it could be ambushed upon me for whether or not I had paraphernalia to be disorderly conduct. I said, I don't understand why if I have drug paraphernalia on me per se, that's disorderly conduct. It's disorderly said, conduct is a bullshit charge anyway. I said, those are two separate issues and they're neither here nor there. I said... Uh, just because the prosecutor did not do his work as he was supposed to is not my fault. I said, I came prepared. He obviously did not, and he's trying to make his attempt to um, change things on the spur of the moment to trap me on these things. And the judge said, I'm going to agree the case is, the case is dismissed. Boom! Fuck you, old man prosecutor. I, I thank the judge. I thank my cop, and they're both super happy with me. The cop was happy with me, too. He gave me a good handshake, and he's like, hey, man, hope all goes well with you and everything. Uh, prosecutor didn't even look at me again. Uh, didn't even look at great. me. That's great. I didn't realize was, the cop had shook your hand. Yeah, no, I shook the cop's hand. I shook the judge's hand. So thank you, thank you, thank you. The cop you. was happy. He got overtime. Well, the cop was just, the cop didn't care. He was he was a friendly guy in the first place. He didn't care. He he's, was, a, he's a peacekeaper, man. He's, he's a what peacekeeper. He should be. Exactly. He was just being a peacekeeper. He was making sure I wasn't getting hurt. He was making sure nobody else was getting hurt. And he didn't care about anything else. Uh, he showed up. I did not disrespect him in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I spoke highly of him because he deserves it because... Like I said, he was a peacekeeper, like you said as well. He was doing a good job. Uh, he took me home. He uh, didn't cause any problems. Now, I got lucky, though. Typically, in some, in a lot of cases, a cop will charge you with multiple charges so that you'll plea down to just one of them. In this case, he didn't because, once again, he was a good guy. Uh, maybe he was a little new. He seemed a little young. Um, but, you know, the prosecutor was very much not happy. Uh, and he was a douchebag. And I made him look stupid. So he was also unhappy. Yeah, that's great. So and um, so the nice thing is, too, once uh, evidence oh. gets cleared. Yes. So, yes, going on, as Drew is saying. So af afterwards, I was very pleased. And I, uh, I walked outside. I was getting ready to go. And I was like, wait a second, wait a second. Let me run back real fast. And I asked uh, one of the clerks. And I said, hey, um, I'd like to get my property back. And the clerk said, oh, oh, uh, let me talk to somebody. Stay right here. And the clerk came back and he's like, all right, so it usually takes about a day for things to process. And then you can go down to the uh, police station 
and uh, they'll, they'll get the information, and then you can get your property back then. So what's going to happen is I, I, I went home, or well, I went there today, uh, a day afterwards, and I went to go get it. It's but a it, Friday, government workers. Yep. So it was supposed to be a day, but it didn't get there. But I'm going to go down to the police station. They're going to give me a, uh, a little, uh, about two grams of, of hemp and my, my glass bowl that I was smoking my hemp out of and give it back to me. And uh, I'm going to go smoke it in the car on the way home. Typical high school move, smoking it in the car. <laughs> no, I'm not going to smoke it in the car on the way home. But I'm going to have my, my half-filled bowl of, of my hemp and my, my about two grams of hemp. That's and, right. That the police are going to give me back uh, willingly. That's right. So with that being said... It's another episode of Keep It Sample. And remember, anytime you're in doubt with the law, you can just pay your fine or you can fight the law and keep it sample.